Hi guys and welcome to the second Zach Resonato podcast. I thought it was a very, very good opportunity to get the main man himself, Harry, who is my business partner. Many of you ask questions about him and who he is and where he's from. So I thought it made perfect sense to do a podcast with him and give him an opportunity to explain a little bit about himself, really, his experience in property, how he got into it, where he's from, what he's doing, what he does in his social time, what underwear he's wearing. We're going to go into absolutely everything. So, Harry, thank you very much for taking the time out, mate. I know you're very, very busy. I know we've got a lot going on up in the Northeast, so I really appreciate you coming on. So welcome to my new podcast. Nice to nice to meet the audience and nice to meet you after a, a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, can you just explain to the guys that are listening or the people that are listening a little bit about your background? I suppose it makes sense to start, you know, how old you are, you, you know, I know you're a family man, your beliefs, you know, what qualifications you have, you know, how you yeah. got the property. Can you just explain a little bit about your background for us? Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm a 31 year old. You know, I've got three kids. I've been doing property for over 10 years now, just over. You know, different parts of the property. So from renovations to building my own portfolio to you know arranging funding for clients. So it's a mixture of everything, really, property related. That is great. We'll delve into that a little bit later on in the podcast. Obviously, there's quite a lot of. Um, interesting information that we can talk about there but what career what you know why did you start I mean what age did you start in property and I suppose why did you start in property is the biggest question well you know I used to be um, I used to be in retail I used to have a few shops and the first you know I was I was on right move around seven or eight years ago and I was looking at properties and obviously my family is from that background anyway but I was more into retail you know my wife's side of the family they said that's what they did and it seemed quite interesting at the time so I looked at a property and I don't know it was quite intriguing with regards to the price and what what they were selling for the area so I took a I took a bit of a gamble me one of my customers said oh well, why don't you do it if you if it's if that's what you like you know sometimes you've got to take that little bit of risk and I just said to him at that time I said well I'm still building my business I haven't got much much trading monies and he goes well I'll lend it to you and I thought to myself at that point you know what what best opportunity have I got which person comes along at that time and says they'll lend you a certain amount of money you know to to start a business for yourself a different enterprise so I've seen a property in in um, Hartlepool how old were you then? I was 20, 26. Wow, so fairly young. Yeah, I was 26 year old and it was a two bed terrace. It was a bit hit and miss the area was. So there was good points about the area and bad points, but you know, not, not all areas are the same. So I thought to myself, well, you know, I'll take the risk, I'll buy it. I, put, I went to go and see it. I put an offer in shortly after and I won the bid. I purchased it for 23,000 pounds. God, 23,000 crowns. God, there's not many parts of the country you can buy property yeah. um, at 23,000 pounds, especially this time, you know, at the current way the market is at the moment. So I, I purchased the property and I thought it, it went that quick. It was like blink of an eye, you know, how, how quick has it happened? So I thought to myself, well, what, what do I do next? So I thought, I'll hang on it. I'll, I'll sort of renovate the property. I'll do bits and pieces to it, make it more appealing for either renting it out or possibly putting it back on the market. 
So what had happened is I did the renovations to it. I did a little bit of research and there was a few investment companies down London side that, yeah, um, yeah. I, that I researched and I said to them, look, would you advertise my property? So within about 24 hours of me advertising it, I had some feedback. I put it, I put it in a sensible price of uh, 40,000 because that's what the going rate was in the area. Mm. Spent around 5,000 on the property. Wow. I had quite a few tenant inquiries as well. So I packaged it all up. I sent it to this investment company. Within 24 hours, I had about eight people interested in which three of them came down all that way from London to view it, different parts of the country to, to, to view the property. So when they viewed the property, they said, yeah, we'll take it. So, and that was the first, that was the first booking I had. Um, they confirmed to buy it. So, so, I've yeah. got a question for you there. So why... So why did you go to an investment company in London instead of, say, doing the, the usual thing that most, you know, 90% of 95% of people do and just go on, you know, put it on the open market to right move? Well, um, what, the, worst, the first thing appealed to myself was I have to put myself in an investor's point of view. So I have to put him in his shoes and thinking if around London, the yields are not that strong. The properties no. are fantastic. There's got great, great growths on them. Yeah. However, the yield is not that strong for long-term investment. So I thought, well, you know, my, my market is sort of investors down south, yeah, down London side. That's what I thought because everybody surrounding me knows what that market's like. They know about the area and they've already probably got properties in that area to start off with. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't appeal to them. Okay, that makes you sense. Know? So, so what I thought is it will appeal to someone in a different city who wants a long-term investment for their families, and, you know, for, for, for them to not just to achieve uh, an ROI, but to have a long-term investment for their, their property to, to grow in terms of the valuation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So when I put it out at that and I packaged it up, the amount of interest was amazing. Um, within, there was a, a cash buyer came along, the solicitors done the legalities, they, just, they did indemnity insurance, didn't even want to carry searches out on the property and it completed within 14 days. And after paying council tax and, um, you know, the renovation costs and bits and pieces, you know, I was, I was left with a healthy profit of about £14,000 in, in a matter of two months. Wow. I had a tool for your first ever deal. And I thought to myself, I'm working in a retail outlet at the minute. I'm working all hours of the day. I can't spend time with my family. You know, I was newly married as well. And I didn't have that time with my, with, with, with my partner either. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, I can't, I can't do this long-term. I'm missing out on so much. By me making what I have, that's the first step it took for me to go into the property game. Wow. Well, I suppose, I mean, I'll talk about how we met. We can pick up on that a little bit later on. I suppose it leads on nicely, really, to talking a little bit about your property journey. So obviously you started out with that two-bed terrace. I know you've come a hell of a long way. I know you've built, you know, a family portfolio. I know your brother, your, your dad, everybody, you know, your family are all in property and sourcing deals. So let's talk a little bit about your property journey. So, I mean, I mean, your, the main aspect of your sort of initial business originally was sourcing deals, right? Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, after that, you know, my brother, he, he gave me that tuition. He said to me, Harry, you within property. Was he already doing property when you bought your first one? Yeah, he's, he's been doing property since 2005, yeah? Right. 2004 to 2005, he started, he had an estate agency, yeah? But what he said is within property, you shouldn't just concentrate on, you know, one, 
one thing you've got to look at exhaust all avenues whether it's sourcing whether it's building your own portfolio because if if one part of the market goes dead you know you've got the other market to rely on 100%. you know what i mean so especially if my, it's your full-time job yeah yeah so he said to me how are you going to sourcing you know as well as this because you need you need some sort of um, you need like a month to month income he goes property your money can be stuck from anywhere from three to six months because you're waiting on renovations and you're waiting on lenders requirements to wait for six months so he goes the time that's completed you know it's you know you, you, you all your money's tied up you've got no additional income coming in right so he said do a bit of sourcing you know and it broadens your you know broaden it broadens a property market to you you learn a lot more and yeah you can supersede your goals a lot quicker Brilliant. So really, you started from so off the back of that one, you started your sourcing company, I, I presume. Yeah. Um, and then you did you continue to build? Obviously, you sold that 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 property on. Did you start to build your own portfolio alongside your family's portfolio? Or uh, yes. did you just stick to I know you, you were saying, you know, keeping all other avenues, you know, making sure that you exhaust all options. So, so, so what I did was I completed that that sale. Yeah, uh, I did. I repeated the process with another property in Hartlepool, in in, a, okay. in in Stevenson Street. You know, I collated all my profits. I, what what I thought in order for me to start the sourcing side, I've got to build my backbone. So I did two to three properties, just flip. You know, buy, flip, buy, flip, and yeah. then what what I did was I paid my investor back, paid him some interest. You know, to show my gratitude, and yeah. then I went into sourcing. So I put so much of my monies aside for my own portfolio as well as investing something with my brother for the flip side of things so when he was doing his his advertisement we you know i had some monies with him and we buy and flip properties as well as me building my portfolio so that's how i turned from sourcing to building my own portfolio then to you know now you know it's going into developments and bigger things well i think again that probably runs on nicely because when i met you that is exactly at the point you know you you'd said to me when i met you that you know, we had, you were sourcing houses, you were building your own portfolio and you just started to go into renovations. And I remember buying my first two properties in Darlington, didn't I? I bought them blind yes. off of a lovely couple that put me in contact with you and you were going to do pretty much everything. And I thought, God, this geezer is too good to be true. He's going to get me a tenant. He's going to do me this, do me that. He's going to do a refurb. So I thought, right, I've got to meet you. So that's how we met, wasn't it? You actually yeah. project managed for me two properties in Darlington done a cracking refurb on both actually i was very very impressed and i suppose the rest was history really wasn't it because after that we ended up setting up our own portfolio didn't we we we, we went together and, and said look i think from my perspective i i always appreciate good people and i appreciate honest people and i see something very special in you and i thought you know what i need this guy on side i can't afford to buy you so i i you know, I, I, I made a proposition to you, didn't I? And I said, look, yeah. you know, I, I, I explained to you about my goals and stuff like that, which, you know, I'll talk about in other podcasts, but you were like, you know what? I really like your vision. I like what you're about. And we just sort of hit off really, didn't we? And that's how we sort of come together. And I, I think, like I said, the rest is really history. We've now yeah. pushed on and we're doing various different things, which again, we can speak about another time. But I think what is, you know, obviously we're doing bits now. You've now gone into renovations, I know a lot of people ask me on Instagram, you know, how do you find builders? How do you project manage your, your projects and your developments? And 
obviously, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position that I've got you up there on the ground and which any of our investors that buy property of us, they will also vouch for that. You know, you do all the work, but the challenges that come with that, how do you find it building a squad of builders, managing them? And, you know, what does that look like? Because that's a huge, huge spanner in the works for anybody that's investing outside of, of their comfort zone, you know, far from home. Well, you know, with, with regards to red renovations and, you know, different traders, you've got to be utmost honest. Good people meet good people. And I lay my cards on the table. So my initial meeting with my refurb team before everything came along, I said, look, I've got these projects that have been given to me. You know, if you want a long-term achievement, if you want to help me alongside this journey, you know, I need decent people around me. If you're, if you're in it for the long-term, then join my group. If, you, if it's just one or two refurbishments you're interested in and then you part ways, I'm not interested in that, I want long-term, yeah? So I've told them exactly what, what needs to be done. I told, you know, I've, I've said, look, I need, I need things, I need renovations to be completed in, in good timeframes. I don't mind delays of one to two weeks. You know, we are human to the day. I understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, when it's going months apart, it does cause a lot of problems. So, you know, I've kept them well, you know, I've kept them working and they appreciate that. So they know from day dot he's promised and he's delivered. So that's how I found my, my squad. You do get teething problems, but any business you do, you just have to find a way in which you can adhere to that. Do you know what I mean? And you find, you know, a lot of builders and people in general are always money driven. I know, I know, I mean, you're one of the fairest people I know. I've seen how you operate. I see how you work with your team on day to day. And when I come up there, you know, most months, it's, there's always a lovely energy in the properties. Everybody's always very happy when they're working and it's great to see, but there must be some part. I mean, I know you don't pay the you know day rates of like a London builder, for example. So they must value the work that they get or the way you treat them. I mean, I know you've said to me before in the past, you've given vans and stuff to, you know, or, or, or yeah. transport just because their car had broken down and you'd gone and got them something. Now, not a lot of people, you know, unless they're a huge outfit, don't necessarily just do that at the drop of a hat. So there must be something that you do with them for them to stay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm giving them hope, you know, anybody in life, you know, I'll give you an example. I've had a European squad. Now they needed, they were registered with certain agencies for work. However, they, they weren't finding their feet. They weren't getting the, the correct res response from the uh, agents and they were waiting a long time. They were, you know, the family driven people. So they couldn't wait along, you know what I mean? Alongside for work to come. So I, I was at the shops one day and this was picking some materials up for a property. I met him, I met him on Screwfix and I said, look, if you're looking for work, there's my business card, come and see me. And we'll have a chat. So I said, look, if you can get me a plasterer, if you can get me an electrician, if you can get me some traders to build your squad up, I can help you where you need to be. But but you've got to deliver a good worth ethic um, in, in in return to me. You've got to, you know, you've got to do good by me. And you know, I'll give you a lot of work. Now, you know, what I tend to do is on a, a around 12 to 1 o'clock, I'll have, I'll give them a, a give them a call. I'll say, have you had something to eat? take a little bit of a break you know it's been times where i've been on the other side of of town and i've had to i've bought them food and i've delivered it to them just yeah, to goes a long, long way that it does. goes a long way you've got to you've got to you know they are human and you've got to look after them and if you look after them they'll they'll, they'll repay the favor 
I'll tell you what, so many people that are listening to this will take something from that because, you know, I work with, um, you know, tens of barbers, completely different industry, but I think it goes across the board. If you look after people and you work with them from the heart, like you say, you know, if I, silly things, but I'll perhaps turn up to a pod and I'll go and buy them all a drink and a box of chocolates if I haven't seen them for a long time. And it, it's not about the monetary value, but it just goes mm-hmm. along to say, do you know what, I really appreciate it. So the fact that you do that with the builders, I think people need to perhaps take note of that if they're really struggling and, you know, just take that one little tip on board. I think they'll get a lot more success from building a building team. Yeah. Um, this, these traders that I had on board, they had tools, you know, I had to spend monies on, on certain tools to, 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 for them to start working for me, you know, even arrange transport as time to time, you wow. know, so I've literally grown with them. You've invested so now, in it. Yeah. So, you know, we've, they look after me, I look after them and there's no problems. You know, if I ever need anything, I know I can rely on them same people. You know, it's given them an opportunity in life. And also it makes you feel better as a person thinking you've helped someone in that situation there. They've got family people as well. So, you know, everyone's a winner. Why not make money together? Do you know what I mean? I've made a hundred percent. And not, like I said, the reason why I'm in business with you is because I love your work ethics. I love your morals. I love your beliefs. Mm. Um, you know, and you just I always go with gut feeling. And that was what my gut feeling was. I've got a question for you here. What, and I want you to be completely honest with us. Yeah. Um, what's been your hardest obstacle so far in your property journey, property business? What would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? Um, I mean, I know some things that you've you, you've had to do, and I've actually thought to myself and thought, "Oh my god, I, how the hell you've got yourself out of that hole?" I, I don't know. So, you know, be honest, and that's yeah. what these podcasts are about. So, what what would you say is your hardest obstacle? Well, there's two actually. The first one being, you know, it, it was quite a difficult position. Is when I had when when I took a monies off an investment uh, company who loaned me the money for twelve months. Originally, it was set out to be twelve months. You know, after three or four months, they demanded the monies back because they had other opportunities. I did have a contract in place, but, you know, didn't stipulate anything to state that they needed the monies back right away. They're giving me an agreement for 12 months. So, you know, they were putting me under extreme pressure. And then, you know, with regards to work, load and everything else going on, I was newly married at the time as well. Um, I landed myself in in, in a difficult situation. There was things that were delayed. It went over 12 months because they were rushing me. You know, I had to sell properties off more than half of what they were worth. You know, I, I, was, I was in a really bad situation. I was, I was over a quarter of a million pound worth of... I, I was just about to say, cut all the shit. How much money are we talking here that you were in? I, I was about around quarter of a million the wrong way. Really? Yeah, quarter of a million wow. the wrong way. And I thought to myself, you know, I couldn't sleep at night. I was having hot and cold sweats. You know, I was, I was, I didn't feel myself whatsoever. And I, I, one day I did think to myself, I thought, do you know what it is? I've bought these kids in this world. I'm married. I've got family commitments. I can't do this. So, you know, I bought a, I bought a property in, in Cleveland area. It was run down, distressed property. I purchased it for 80,000, renovated it throughout. And, you know, it got valued for 285,000 in six months. <laughs> So what um, did you give the value of? I, I did. <laughs> no, it, was, it was done by e uh, I'm not having it. How the hell did that get value so yeah. much money? 
Re, it, it's do you know what it is it's it was that oomph that sleepless nights and i thought to myself when when a man works under pressure a fair play to you you know you think to yourself you know um, i'm gonna have to go raging for something to happen otherwise if i don't i'm gonna be outside outside on the doorstep so did that clear a lot of your debt well i paid a huge a huge amount of money's back i think it was around one hundred and twenty-five thousand. and what i did was i rolled some of the profit back in into another deal and I've, I've paid 90% of the money's back um, and I'm in arrangement with the rest. You know, I'll tell you what, so. that is, that's incredible because uh, I guarantee you a lot of people will have crumbled under that top kind of financial pressure. And, yeah. and the problem is, and a big, not a problem, but what people need to understand is property is a long-term game. If your money's in property, you can't access that money in three, four, five weeks you know, it takes time. There's certain processes you have to follow. It's not like a bank account where you can just rock up and, and draw the money out and it, and that's it. And it's simple. So I think going on from that, I think the next question, I mean, that's, a, you know, you're still in property, so you clearly love property. But what what type of person do you feel you need to be to get into property? I mean, property is not for everybody. And no. I think people... Property is a very, very big name. It's a quite a big umbrella and there's so many different avenues. But, yeah. you know, for me, the first thing that screams out there is you, you have to be resilient. But what else do you feel if people, you know, that are listening to this want to start on a property journey, whether it be close to home or away from home, what kind of attributes do you feel they need to have if they're going to make it a success? Well, what I can say is when dealing in property, the first transaction is your most important transaction. It's like everything else, you know, in business, you win some, you lose some. So don't be prepared to think, oh, I'm going to buy property and I'm going to make millions in time to come. Always think, you know, as a worst case scenario, mm. you know, so if you're looking for a long-term achievement and you're looking at a long-term goal, uh, uh, build up that property portfolio over time. Don't, if you're feeling disheartened of the first transaction, I would advise you to do more research, look into a lot, a lot more people who have been in the same position as you, you know, do, do your due diligence, biggest thing, you know, don't just think, oh, it's my first property, I want to buy it, you know, but you're nervous, you're thinking, oh, what if this happens, what if that happens, what if it doesn't get valued, everything's a risk in business, but you've got to have that mentality and think to yourself, do I want to be in the next 15 to 20 years, do I want to be comfortable, do I want to reach my target? You've got to take that risk. Yeah. If you're have, if you're hesitant on the first property you're buying, you'll never make money no. in property. And I always say, no matter in, in any industry, and I've through experience, you always learn through your pocket. And when you take a financial hit on something, you don't make that same mistake again. If you do, you're fucking stupid. But yeah. you should, when you've had a financial impact on a mistake, yeah, not very often you go on to make that same mistake again. So, mm. for example, you buy a really bad house in a bad area because you did a lack of research, X, Y, and Z, and you lose 30 grand, you're probably going to make sure the next deal you buy, you eliminate all of those things that you didn't do. You're going to make sure you do again. So I'm a big believer in, yes, you have to take a risk, but I think, you you know, you also have to understand not being negative because, I'm you know, you have to be positive, but you will make mistakes 100%. Yeah. And that goes for in any business including property i think sometimes people think oh property yeah everyone in property makes loads of money it's really really safe but actually it can also go very very wrong even you know for people that are experienced 
you know and you know when you when in when you're in property you've got to deal with not just renovations you've got to deal with different criterias with banks you've got to know how to release your monies you know i'll give you another example zach you know hsbc you know they pulled the plug on me um because i had a certain amount of lending with them you know things you know obstacles like this you've got right. to think well okay you know is, you know i had 24 hours to think of myself well what am i going to do you know they've called their monies in they want you know um, i had mortgages commercial lending and you know they wanted two hundred thousand pound back wow. in a certain period and i thought to myself well they can't do that they wanted to end the relationship because most lenders at the minute, especially commercialized and high street banks, they don't touch property, do they? They don't touch properties. They've been, they they've won't been, even open bank accounts. We had HSBC oh, bank account closed. 100%. And at that time, you know, they've, they've asked me to, you know, they want to uh, redeem their loans and they want to end the relationship. So you've got to have, you've got to have that mentality. You've got to basically follow the floor to get back up, to learn exactly what you're doing in property. If you if you're thinking it's all smooth and, you know, it's going to get you far and wide and, you know, you have no, no hits in the process, then you've got your attitude is, is basically uh, is wrong. You know, you need to think, you know, yes, there's going to be obstacles in property. Yes. I've got to deal with lenders. I've got to deal with renovations. I've got to deal with buying, buying it. There could be no electric, so there could be, you know, yeah, um, we know um, all about that. Exactly. We fucked oh, up. Part really. part of learning <laughs> alongside it. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. the, the biggest thing is, Zach, why we both went into, into business is we, we can take all challenges. 100%. We can think that, you know, we think the same. So if there's an obstacle there and we've got to face it and think, how do we challenge it? You know, we, we always come up with an idea. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's why we're in business together, as you know. Yeah. There's not one transaction that we've dealt with that we can't do with sitting, scratching our head, thinking, how do we overcome it? We've always found a way in which we can get it sorted. It's funny you say that because when we deal with all our investors through ZH Consultancy and they say, you know, look, what if it's a bad house? What if, it, you know, they've got all the right reasons to be nervous, but we always tell them, listen, we will always get you out of the problem for the most, you know, minimal financial yeah. impact. Because it's always, always a solution, no matter what it is. So mm. I think, you know, sometimes people have to have that trust in you. But we both say, don't we, to, to our investors, look, don't worry. If all goes wrong and it's just a complete and utter nightmare, which we've already eliminated, if we put it out, we've probably done most of the research anyway. Yeah. But if it did all go wrong, we would get them out of it. Just like we've got ourselves out of sticky situations, you know, with no electric and stuff. All right, we took a five grand L, but we were out of it safe and sound and it didn't financially kill us. You know, if we had half a million quid tied up in it, we would have been finished, well, but we, we didn't. Yeah. And I say to people that buy, yeah. you know, they come in, sorry, just to cut in there, but they, you know, the, the great thing about Northeast is it's such a low entry level. You mm. can buy a property for 40 grand. You know, it, it's not, okay, it might break some people, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make or break a lot of people, bearing in mind if you're going to get mortgages and stuff on it, you can get into it for like 15, 16 grand. So it's not huge risk. But people buy cars for £40,000, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And what, what's a house at 40000 Exactly. You know, exactly. look at look at a property we bought when we got planning refused. Yeah, well, two weeks later, we had there was there was two other properties in the same area selling for over two hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, and we're still documenting that on my Instagram at the moment. That's that five yeah. bed now we're making into a a single let property. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah, so you know, there's always a way in which you can find if something does go wrong, 
you've got to stay calm you've got to think of okay it could have been a lot worse and move on with the times that's yeah. what you've got to think not 100 percent, mate you have to be strategic so i suppose you know moving on from that what's your vision look like you know if we say i don't know five years ten years and I better be fucking in it, considering we're doing stuff together now. So don't start dropping me out. But what would you say? Obviously, you're in property full time. I've now joined forces with you. We'll do another podcast on the whole ZH Property Consultancy, our more recent you know, project with HBR Homes, et cetera, et cetera. We can talk about all of that on another time. But what does your vision look like? And I don't just mean, you know... I suppose there could be goals, but I don't just mean financially. I mean, you know, I know you're you're a massive family man. You know, a fantastic husband. Big, and biggest uh, thing for me at this at this present moment, Zach, is my vision is by 40, 45, I want to be out the game. I want to be. How old are you now? Sorry. How old are you now? Thirty one. Thirty one. Right. Okay. So you've got a bit of time. <laughs> yeah, I've got. You know, I, I want to be out of it. You, know, my dedication at this minute is giving back to those who have been less fortunate than me. I want to be doing a lot more charity work, helping people around me, you know, because, you know, as you know, I always travel up to Bedford. I was going to uh, say, just w w when you say give back to less fortunate, I mean, you give to me, I'm less fortunate. No, no, no. <laughs> but w w like, like just, just if you can just sort of paint us a bit of a picture on that, because I know you do a hell of a lot. Well, you know, it's just the biggest thing is for me is, you know, staying humble, no matter how high one becomes, you should never look, you know, you should never look below you. You should, we're all on the same platform, regardless of, you know, caste, creed, colour. Do you know what I mean? We're all together in this world. And, we, you know, look, look, look in the pandemic, how, how it brought the community closer, how it's brought people closer to work together. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, my aim is, is, you know, taking at least some time out, you know, away from work, doing chores for you know, uh, helping people, you know, I, I'm currently in Bedford twice a month, whether it's, you know, window cleaning, whether it's cleaning in, in itself, it's been doing carpentry, helping around, alongside doing chores, you know, I'm, I'm, it just pulls me away from work completely, making you more, more humble in yourself, you know, and uh, having an easy life, you know, just tell them why front of my kids. Just touch on to that because people will think, hang on a minute, what's he talking about Bedford? Because obviously that's where I'm from. And yeah. when I met you, I didn't know that you had that relationship with Bedford. So what is it you come to Bedford for? I know you, you know, you do your thing, but it was that I think for me that was like the icing on the cake. So I thought after you know all of this, I, I go four hours away from home, three and a half hours away from home, and I meet a guy that comes to Bedford twice a week. It was crazy. Well, it's it's um it's an Indian phrase known as Sewa, yeah, which is basically selfless service. So we you know, whether we have to trim the lawn, whether we have to put signage up because we, we've got to live in master. Right. And, you know, we do things with not receiving anything in return. And what, we, what we've got to do is do good by, you know, um, by people, making sure that we, we do not, you know, take people for granted. We've, we're all, you know, we treat each other like brothers and sisters, basically. And it's, 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 it's so weird how when you were, um, and you and me met that, that day, in, in Darlington, how you told me you were from Bedford. Crazy. I visit, the, it's, I visit that twice a month and I would never think I would end up having a business partner in Bedford. Uh, it was, it was just, and I, 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 I think you said it previously, I'm a big believer in good people meet good people. And 
I've had, you know, I've met some really shit people. I've been all over the, the UK from Grimsby to Manchester to Liverpool. I was network. I was going all over and I met some great people as well. Don't get me wrong, but it was all worth it. Once I'd come to the Northeast and I got my feet under the table and things just started to, you know, I started to get, well, I got my houses. That's what I mean by that. You know, got, got cracking, then met you and it all just sort of, naturally happened really didn't it and I do believe that people come together you know for the right reasons I, f- I always think there's a good thing even when you think sometimes it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you you know I had houses pulled from underneath me so many times in you know Manchester and different places that I was investing I just thought god this is never going to happen but eventually like you say persistence you you tend to meet the right people it's not easy Zach you know it's not easy with regards to property a lot of people need to understand is it's, it's a learning curve as well as, you, you, you know, you're learning on the job half of the time. Yeah. You're only going to make errors and then, you know, once, you, once you've made them errors, you won't repeat them errors again. Yeah. You know, I've, had, I've been stung with deals where I've done surveys and I've done legalities on, on so many flats, for argument's sake, yeah. and then they've had a received another offer, all that's gone out the window, I've lost thousands of pounds worth of fees, you know, it's part and parcel of you know, it's not meant to happen. If it, if it doesn't go ahead, it, it was not meant to happen. And you've got to look at that. You know, what you, what if you entered into that agreement, got into the flats and you, you received some sort of major problem, which is setting you back even more monies? You know, that's what you've got to think. It could have been a lot worse. So you close a chapter, you move on and you'll make money on something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that mentality. And in the process, you've got to not think about your own pockets. You've got to if it's a if it's food in a plate and you equally divide it, that's how I work. And you know that that's how we both we, we work. Yeah, yeah, that's how we are, yeah. mate. Exactly. And I feel, you know, again, the reason why we bought ZH Property Consultancy to market was to bridge that gap because you need people around you in property. It's very lonely on your own and very, very difficult. So you need to build a team of people around you. And obviously, people are tapping into us. I mean, you know, we can't get houses quick enough at the moment. We've got buyers coming out of our ears. It's just not, and it's because of the relationship we're building with people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're getting their refurbs done or, you know, we're, we're working together. And, you know, I've learned a hell of a lot. Let's not get it twisted, mate. You've taught me, you know, an awful lot, you know, from the lending side. And I know you had even like your, you had qualifications that you were building surveying. Um, so, you've yeah, so, you know, I've did, did look for in, in properties. Yeah. You know, so building surveying, I've done develop, diploma level five, I've done business and management, you know, so I've done, I've done quite a, quite a bit in the in the educational side. You know, I wasn't I wasn't you know everything wasn't handed to me. You know, my parents had had to work hard, but you know the biggest thing what my granddad said is, you know, never bite the hand that's feeding you. Yes. You know, never you know never ever do wrong by people because you know it's always about reputation, keeping people good, and you know working well with with people. That's what you should do. You know, I've, I've, I've worked up, you know, I've been working since I was like 12 year old, 13 year old from paper rounds to, you know, uh, working in finishing college at three o'clock, helping at a restaurant till like four in the morning, you know, not even on, you know, not even on like three pound an hour. So I've had it quite difficult and it makes you appreciate when you reach that certain aspect in life to think, well, actually I went through the hardship in order to get where I am. I didn't just, my parents are not just rich and they've given me everything you know, uh, in hand and said, go, you know, do what you need to do. No, I never took that opportunity whatsoever. I thought if I make my own money, it's for my life. Parents have done enough for me. Uh, and that's it. You know, I, you know, I like to make my own money. You know, I'm not reliant on anybody. No, 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 no. 
Harry, I think that's been amazing, mate. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. And I think there's so many things that people can take from that. And there you go, guys. There's my my dirty little secret from the northeast. Yeah. He's now out in the, <laughs> now out in the <laughs> No, I'm um, I'm glad to help anyone. You know, they need advice. It doesn't cost you to pick the phone up to somebody. And if it is your first transaction, me and Zach are glad to help you. I know you're not a big. I, I do appreciate you coming on because I know you're very a very private person. You don't like to be the face of social media. That's why you got. My ugly mug on the front of everything yeah. on Instagram oh, no. and everything else. But I do appreciate you coming on. Now, I think now if, if you could say one thing just to sort of wrap up, if there was one bit of advice you could give anybody really, not just in property, but that, you know, is wants to get into business, what would that advice be? Well, you know, anybody, anybody's looking for that advice is ask friends or ask your family. If your parents have been in it, get that reassurance. It's always good to pick someone's brain. Mm. And then it gives you that insight to make that final decision. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to, you know, if you don't know nothing about property and you're just looking at it for the fun of it and you, you don't know from, from buying, uh, renovating, then ask someone who does, watch forums, watch videos. You know, you don't have to pay for a course. It's all on YouTube. You can watch people from changing radiators, for, for example, or, you know, from buying property or, you know, there's a lot to be, there's a lot out there for you to do your research on. Mm -hmm. The more research you do, you know, the better it's going to be for you. But if there's anything that you need help with, some people can sometimes give you misleading advice. You know, they say, oh, come to us for a course or come to this, do this, do that. Yes, there is people who genuinely help you, but there's some people who think of their pockets before helping, helping mm -hmm. you. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't work that way. You know, if someone wanted to ring me, my mobile number would be on there and I'd give happy to give that advice with no charge or, you know, I'd help you whichever way I could. Um, and so would you, Zach. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Harry, thank you very much, mate. I will have you back on again soon. We'll do a podcast on Z8 Property Consultancy. We've got to tell the audience about our portfolio. So, you know, I'm going all in on these podcasts. So I'm sure we will have you back on here again soon. But thank you very, very much for joining me, mate. I really no, appreciate it. No problem. Look after yourself. Take care. Speak to you soon. Nice one, mate. Thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode from my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, leave a review, share the podcasts on your social media or with a friend. See you on the next episode.